Father, we thank you for the chance to gather this evening. Help us in these moments that we have now. Help me to speak with clarity. Help us to be able to concentrate, to be able to process what we're hearing, to think about how it relates to life uh, today, 2022, and to the future too. We pray that you would help us to see that there really is more to life than just health, and that in that there is a challenge and also great comfort. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, I want to start with the suggestion that, that we have become obsessed with health, and perhaps even more so off the back of uh, that episode called COVID, that uh, we have been nudged in this direction that if we weren't obsessed with health before, we are obsessed, obsessed with health now. I want to say that I, I'm not going to um, say that being serious about our health is a bad thing. Healthy living, eating, exercising, our well-being, these things are all important. Perhaps for some here, it's more of a big deal than for others. That may depend on age. The youthful amongst us will maybe not think there's much to worry about. The, the less young will help you understand if you take time to listen to them that actually uh, it can be a big deal as you start to get older. The clock is ticking. Uh, I'm not an expert on this topic. Um, there are others in the room who will be able to say more on certain aspects to do with health, health-related topics. Um, but uh, let me try and give you some evidence for that claim that we uh, may be a nation obsessed with health. A quick Google helped me with this, and it told me of the trends and fads that have caught on over, say, the last 10 to 20 years. Um, so, first of all, exercise technology. The internet has actually changed how people exercise and burn calories. Today, fitness apps are readily available on most of our phones, and we even have watches that track everything and sometimes shout at us, tells us to start moving, buzzies. Um, GPS tracking means that calories can be counted, locations can be located and mapped and tracks, uh, it can track our statistics. The tracking of our vitals is a common thing. Perhaps you do it, perhaps you don't. Tracking sleep, activities, oxygen levels, even stress levels. Exercise technology. Rather than go to the gym, we go to an online gym, online classes. Apple Fitness appeals to lots. Peloton, Zwift, Swift are just an example of other uh, exercise systems that we can do at home. And then there's this, who knew? Uh, yoga and Pilates is now a serious option. Yoga and Pilates. Today we've seen a shift from the perspective of just wanting flat, chiseled abs to developing a strong core. It's not crunchies anymore, it's all about knee tucks and planks to take care of the core. Let's move on to food, diets. 1999, there was a diet called the Subway Diet. It's as good as it sounds. 
1999, a man, in, I think in America, purportedly lost 245 pounds in 11 months by replacing two of his daily meals with low-fat sandwiches from the Subway restaurant. A diet marketing blitz was born. Other diets that come to mind over the last 20 years, you may know them, have heard of them, tried them, I don't know. The Atkins diet, the South Beach diet, the Master Cleanse, or the Lemonade diet, as it's sometimes known, um, is basically drinking a mixture of freshly squeezed lemon, maple syrup, cayenne, pepper, water, at every meal for 10 days in a row. I haven't tried that one. The raw food diet, the special K diet, the one I do want to try, the cookie diet, embraced by many celebrities such as Kim Kardashian. The baby food diet, the juicing diet, and the keto or keto diet, depending on how you want to pronounce it. Have you heard of these? Let's move away from diets. Prioritizing mental health, a serious issue, again, brought to mind off the back of COVID. And now, with the increase of anxiety and depression, talking about challenges and issues is becoming more and more accepted as a result of all that's happened. More people are getting the help they need. And so people make it a priority, whether it's practicing relaxing strategies or keeping mood journals, self-care is a growing trend. What does the future hold? Well, once upon a time, the superfood was kale. Beyonce was a big endorser of that. But now it's looking to reduce meat consumption and to eat sustainably. The pain this causes me, I once was told my favorite vegetable was a sausage. And that was for a reason. But it seems the way forward is going to be plant-based meals, plant-based diets, and plant-based restaurants are on the rise. Woohoo! One more. Food for the gut and the mind. Have you heard about this? Ideally, we want to have a balanced uh, diet um, so that we uh, balance good and bad bacteria to ensure smooth digestion without discomfort. It means a healthier heart and brain, and brain. It aids in the fighting off of harmful bacteria. Sorry, I said that was the last one, but there's one more, my favorite. Focus on sleep. Sleep deprivation is no longer considered a viable means of boosting productivity and recovery. Sleep, recovery, rest, it's even part of some exercise routines. Exercise a bit less, make sure you do your recovery. So, I don't know what you think. Is that enough evidence to convince you that we have a mild passing interest in health? I imagine that most of us have given it thought. I want to say it is, of course, a right desire and a good priority to have, whatever our stage in life. Many of us here in the room will, I guess, be already very careful about what we eat and what we drink. You might be thinking about constantly trying to cut out sugar or reading the labels. Maybe, as the weather's turned, you've started to take your vitamins. 
Maybe it's more than just normal vitamins. Maybe you love a protein shake. We may not have a personal trainer or home gym, but we are serious about fitting in our exercises, some or lots. Getting our steps in, learning just to stand in the office instead of sitting. Is that current? Moving around, getting a checkup for some of us, managing a condition or illness that we're living with or others around us are living with. And I've not even got on to sort of medicines, drugs, homeopathy or vaccinations, advances in treatment for cancer, medical support for depression or mental health. Having good health is a right desire and a good priority. It is good to look after our bodies and not abuse them. Part of the big message of the Bible is that our bodies have been given by God. And so there is a right encouragement to be healthy. But with all these different things, there is one hope, I think. All these fads, all these trends, all these treatments, all of this healthcare, there is one hope, better health and a better you. Now, I think I'm on safe ground saying that. I don't think any of us, and it just wouldn't make sense to be signing up to treatment that would make things worse. But the big aim, the grand aim of all these things is better health. The food we eat or don't eat, the exercise program we choose, the kit we buy, the treatment we subscribe to. We're hoping that these things will make things better. It can apply across all of healthcare. So chemo treatment for cancer alongside uh, regular exercise, resting, getting enough sleep, mental health treatment. If these are things that we know of or are participating in, they are all worth investing in. But they also are limited in what they can achieve. None of them can deliver perfect, enduring health. As a metaphor, we might see a wall that is a crumbling wall. And if we put a ladder against it and climb that ladder, it will collapse. And if we think that health is all that matters, and that is the thing that we build our life on, it will collapse one day. None of these things can deliver perfect, enduring health. It brings us to our verses and five words in chapter 1 and verse 24. Just at the bottom of the page, all people are like grass. There is a summary of the human condition. All people are like grass. It goes on, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. And over the page, the grass withers and the flowers fall. The grass withers and the flowers fall. 
All people are like grass. It's a common description that crops up at different parts of the Bible, a metaphor often used. It was there in our, second, in our, in our first reading from Psalm 103, which was part of what was read if you were following the queen's funeral as her coffin was being lowered into the floor in the chapel at Westminster. All people are like grass. We share that. And no matter how much we invest in our health, we are all decaying and will one day die. Now at this point, with a Scottish accent, and if you've seen Dad's Army, it sounds like we're doomed. Gloom and doom. But here is reality from the Bible, which surely is what we want, an authentic take on life. And after all, this is why there is a health industry, because we are stuck in the process of decay. Some of us, younger ones, don't feel it yet. But sooner or later, we will. For some of us, we feel it daily. It's happening. Things are different. We look in the mirror, and it's undeniable. The decay. Am I cheering you up? <laughs> None of us will live forever. Death will come to all of us. It's 100% inevitable. So what? I want to finish with a challenge and a comfort. The challenge is simply to recognize what these verses are telling us, that we are transient creatures. Life is temporary. Healthcare is only, it's a very crude analogy, apologies to the doctors, a sticking plaster. It is not a permanent cure. To change the metaphor for life, our life is like this. It is gone. It is a breath or a mist. We may get 70 years if we get that. We may get less. And the challenge is to understand the fleeting passing nature of human life and to realize that we can't hold on to it. Did you see that? We can't hold on to it. And if we think that through healthcare we will be able to hold it and have it, then we're going to be disappointed if we've not been disappointed already. It is good to invest in health, our health, but the challenge is not to strive and obsess and try to hold on to it because ultimately it cannot deliver health and well-being that lasts forever. That's the challenge. Here's the comfort. 
In these verses, Peter is writing to Christians, those who have changed their mind about Jesus. They've heard about Jesus, that he was dead and that he's alive, and that through his death and resurrection, he can bring forgiveness of sins. They've changed their mind about Jesus, and they've started to live with him as their captain and king in life. And they're suffering for it. And so Peter, one of the disciples, writes this letter to encourage them. And part of the encouragement is saying, life will pass. And all these trials and the suffering that you face will pass. But you've been given something better. Can you see how it's described in verse 23? What they've been given, he says. What's true for the, the Christian? He says, verse 23, at the bottom of our page, For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. And just up a couple of lines, he also describes them as saying, You have been purified. So what have these Christians been given, according to Peter, through their faith in Jesus? They've been purified, they've been born again, they've been given something that is imperishable through the enduring Word of God, the Bible. Here is the comfort for them. There will be life after life. These verses are saying that they have been given a clean bill of health with God. And that ultimately that is what matters most. A clean bill of health with God. And so the comfort tonight for those of us who are struggling with illness, who know those who are struggling with illness, who are stuck in poor health, facing that trial, is that if we are those trusting in Jesus, then we have this clean bill of health with God. That means we will have health that endures and life after this life. That is the great comfort of what is being described here. And if we know that, it's to be cherished. And if we don't know that, then the possibility that is described in these verses is the thing that we should find out about next. What is being talked about here and promised through Jesus. Let me pray. Father, please, would you help us to know this comfort that comes through your eternal word, 
promises that do not change, promises that stand forever, not a fad, not a trend. Please, would you help us to know that in your word, we have a foundation for life. And the promise of health that will endure. Help us, please, to grasp hold of this comfort. Help us, please, not to duck the challenge to find out more. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.